Our Father, our God, again, we want to say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for um, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for gathering us together one more time. Now, Father, I ask that you would prepare the hearts, word my mouth, to give what you've given me. Again, Father, no more, no less. Uh, it's in the name of my Savior, your Son, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Again, I just uh, thank the, the praise team for their uh, incredible devotion. Um, there was a, a Jack Nequia sighting there. There he is. Jack, uh, I, I'm guessing that Lachey is not here. Uh, okay. But congratulations uh, again on the uh, pending birth of little Jack. Uh, thank you so much. I, I understand that it was uh, uh, quite the event yesterday, so uh, we'll get into that at another time. But uh, the Nequias, uh, they, they, they know how to put on a, 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 a program. Uh, let me advance this here. Uh, we'll get there. There we go. So we are continuing our, our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles. And so today we pick up at the 23rd verse of the first chapter where we read, So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. You recall last week in the previous uh, verses we read where Peter presented how Judas had made his choice, but God's sovereignty um, uh, worked through and with Judas's free will. Uh, what was his will? That scripture would be fulfilled in the betrayal, the death, and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. One of the results of, this, of God's will was the creation of an apostolic vacancy. And the selection criteria was, it's pretty clear, uh, you know, for those of you that uh, are employed, you know, you have job descriptions and all. Um, the, the job description was, was pretty short and to the point. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For, the one, for one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. Um, as I said, the criteria, I mean, you look at the text, the criteria was not complicated. It was very clear. It was very specific. One, if they had to be part, they had to be part of the group that were there faithful from the beginning to the end, from Jesus' call, his baptism, to the end, his ascension. They had to be there. And they were faithful followers of Jesus. Two, the reason is because they weren't 
looking for just anybody or anything or just the 12th person to round out so you have a, an apostle for each of the tribes or something as like an ambassador or some, something like that. Uh, it was because they were to bear and be a witness of the certainty of Jesus' resurrection. I'll say that again. It was because they were to be and to bear witness of the certainty of Jesus' resurrection. Skeptics were going to come. Skeptics are here today. Uh, it's imperative that they believe what they saw and were willing to lay down their life for the cause. If it should come to that. And history lets us know that it came to that for most of them. So here's a question. This is something to ponder. Just kind of tuck it in the back of your mind. Not even call it homework. The things we hold dear. What we sincerely believe. The things that we hold dear the things that we sincerely believe, as the world would say, or as the adage goes, we're willing to die on that hill. So think about your life. What is it that we will die for? What is it you will die for? Not, not figuratively, I'm talking about literally. What is it you would die for? Your job? Your children, your boo. Before you answer these too quickly, now Sister Meeks loves me. She loves me. I know she loves me. But Mark, Sandy, there's a line that if I cross that line and the opportunity came up for her to die for me, That willingness to what we think we would be willing to do now, you, we, we, we would think about that, am I willing to pay that, am I willing to lay aside what he did, talking about me, am I willing to lay that aside so that uh, I will give my life in exchange for me? I don't want to go down that path. But I'll say this much, that's, who, that's why who we say we love and got to have in our life is so critical. Oh, I just got to have this person. Are you willing to die for that person? You won't even sacrifice going to Wendy's versus Taco Bell. And you're, you're oh, I'll die for that person. But you argue over where you're going to go eat or what color to paint the room or, or, or some nonsense like that. See, what am I saying? I'm saying only a deep understanding will bring about a deep connection. Only a deep understanding will bring about a deep connection. You heard the testimony today. Uh, when you, it's, it's, it's one thing to be in, in relationship to a degree that, oh, I like you, you're cute. Oh, we like the same things. We go to jazz concerts. We, we do this, we do that. Uh, let me go there relationship 
particularly the, the archetypal relationship that marriage represents, this side of eternity is much more important that, than, oh, we like to go hang out at uh, jazz clubs together. That ain't about nothing. I, it, it, it has to be at a deeper level. As the testimony came, trials are going to come. You're going to die for me? You're going to sacrifice for me? You're going to lay down your life for me? Uh, or as some people now in their, in their marriage vows, it's not until death do us part, until love do us part. When I stop feeling the feel, it's like, I got to go. I don't like you the way I used to like you. Well, I'm glad I'm not a bucket of chicken. So anyway. <laughs> See, that's why Jesus questioned Peter hard. Do you love me? Do you, do you even like me? I mean, he got to the point. Do you, even, do you just like me? Do you, do you, do you like me? Because the, the quid pro quo, the other side of the teeter-totter, if you will, is if you love me, then you will feed my sheep. If you love me, then you'll do these things that reflect the love that you say that you have. So that's what drives me. I don't know but what drives you. I know who I am. I know who I am. Oh, Pastor Meeks, you're nice. You don't want to be with Pastor Meeks on those days uh, when folks are cutting him off in traffic. I know. Oh, Pastor, you haven't got control of that? No, and neither have you. So uh, I'm telling you, it's a madhouse out there. I, I know who I am. I know what God has done for me. And I have been both saved from and saved for. I've been saved from and I've been saved for. I am called to be a witness of his resurrection to the world. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know what my responsibility, I've read my job description. I understand it. That's why it comes in conflict. I mean, it'll come in conflict with family. It, 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 well, uh, I, I, let's go do this. Now, then don't read anything. It ain't Sister Meeks. I ain't, I ain't anybody. I'm just making a point, okay? All right, don't, don't, don't go there. It's like, well, let's go do this. Well, I can't. I, no, I can't. I've got to go through Samaria or whatever that equivalent is for the 21st century. I can't do that because I have to do this. And I have to do this because I know who I am, I know whose I am, and I know what I've been called to. That you just, you just, just connect the dots. Otherwise, if you, you'll go into, and, and again, I, I use them as props, uh, Drew and Natalie and Irvin and Doreen and different ones that are in Mark and Sandy, you guys are in high stress, high demand jobs, but you understand. I'm not, this, is, this job doesn't hang in isolation. I'm doing kingdom work. I'm doing kingdom work. This is, this is, this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to do this. Dennis is, I'm, I'm called to teach special needs kids. This is my calling, not because it pays a check. I just, I'm assuming you would still show, well, maybe not. Uh, but, 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 but this is my calling because of who God is and what he has called me to do. Right. 
That's, again, I, I, I look at Audrey, and I just like, oh, I'm an attorney. And, but, but I just don't practice law just because I choose to practice law. I practice law because God has called me to do this to bring him glory and honor. I've read my job description. I think we, what we have done too often, uh, Renata, is that we, 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 when we read our job description, we think it stops from 8 to 5 at uh, 9th and I Street or wherever your building headquarters is. Maria doesn't stop at the Capitol. Your job is to bring glory. It, 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 but, but you can't even go there. You can't even go there with, with certainty and conviction unless you know who you are. And you can't, know, you can't even know who he is until you recognize who I am. That's why Jesus said, it's like, see, you guys have no understand, uh, understanding. This woman here who's pouring her heart out, kissing my feet, just pouring out oil on my feet, just, just, just giving herself, she understands who she is. The problem is, much of us, we don't understand who we are. Again, we think we've been whatever the equivalent of being born on third base is spiritually. Well, I'm just, look, I'm a pretty good dude. No, you're not. You're good enough to go to hell. That's, that's really, that's all there is. That's all you are good enough for. There is, I mean, if, 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 if Paul can say, I'm the chief of sin, in me, that is in my flesh, there is no good thing. Oh, I'm pretty good. I didn't kick the cat. Wonderful. I didn't cheat on my spouse. Wonderful. I, I paid child support for my kids. Wonderful. You want badges for that? Sinners do that. Do we know who we are? So the apostles have a big task on their hands. So they nominated two men. Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. I am almost done. I promised you guys. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I promised. What jumps out from the text for me? At least two things. First, they prayed. They prayed. You do know prayer is more than some memorized thing you do before you chomp into a bad McDonald's hamburger, right? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. God, God knows the hearts of us. But we pray. They prayed. How often do we do what we do? Whatever it is we do. Decide what we're going to do. Then pray or say words, I won't even say pray, but just say some words. Essentially, without saying it, God co-sign on what I want to do. I want that boo. I want that job. 
Uh, I want whatever I want. God, let it be. Second thing that jumps out. They already, uh, they affirmed the selection they knew God already made. Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us, show us which one of these two you have chosen. They're not asking for give us wisdom to make the right choice. You've already made the choice. There is so much in this text. The selection committee did their work. The nominating committee. They did their work. They did their work. I don't know if they, they appointed a subcommittee or whatever. They did their work. And they came back with two names that fit the criteria for being apostle. Just kind of by the way. If you're not careful, you'll see uh, John Smith, Apostle John Smith, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. I'm just making him up, okay? Be wary of anyone that would say, oh, I'm Apostle so-and-so. I'm just saying. They didn't say, Lord, bring me a spouse, I mean an Apostle. They knew who met the, the criteria. They knew who met the criteria. They prayed, but they understood that there was a perfect will of God that has already been worked out. I'm getting ready to sh shut it down. The reason I can speak with boldness, confidence, dare I say, about where we are and where we are going with this ministry and with this building in particular, HVAC specifically, to really bring it home is, God has shown himself to be so, as someone else said, he is faithful. God is faithful. I don't know how he's going to work it all out. I just know it's worked out. That does not eliminate the necessity of me the advisory committee, or you as you contribute whatever God has given you to contribute, your time, your offerings, your prayers, whatever, is that you have to do what you have called to do. But you can bet this, you, take it to the bank as they say, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's a mystery. God reaching down to us reaching up. It's a mystery. They worked they prayed, they knew. Verse 26, then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the 11 apostles. Well, if they knew, so why did they roll dice or turn stones or whatever? You know, okay, I mean, again, you, not that you would say that, but whoever would say that, knucklehead, uh, is that they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You do, so what's your excuse? Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They didn't have the Holy Spirit, but what they were doing, and this is something that has been consistent throughout the, New, the Old Testament up until this point, and I believe from this point forward, you never hear about casting of lots. 
So what's this casting of lots? It's so even after, in my humanity, even after I know God is going to do something, I want to make sure that my humanity doesn't sneak up and it's like, well, Matt looks a lot handsomer than Mark, so um, I'm going to pick Matt. They're both qualified, but he looks better. No. God worked through, and I don't Rochambeau, I don't know, whatever. Like, like Gideon with a fleece. Lord, if this is supposed to be, make the ground wet and the fleece dry. Make the fleece wet and the ground dry, or vice versa. Do what you got to do. They didn't have the benefit of the Holy Spirit resident in them. So the process is complete. God gave them, gave them the assurance they needed. Full steam ahead. So what about me? What about us? What will it take to move us from a position of, well, if I'm able to do it, I'll do it. You know, if I, if, if, put, 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 fill in the blank. If, then I, as opposed to, I have to go through Samaria. How are you going to get there? I don't know. I'm going to go. How are you going to pass the exam? I don't know. I passed it. You had to study. You didn't feel comfortable with the results. And God said, guess what? What about you? I just, uh, I passed you through Samaria. I passed you through Jordan. I passed you through the Red Sea. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But I need you to do the things that you are called to do. And you will do those things if you know me. And if you know me, you will know you. And you will do that. You will feed my sheep. You will feed my lambs. You will die on that hill. Um, ultimately, it's an embrace of knowing who we are and whose we are. Once we grasp that, then and only then, we'll be able to move in the direction God intends for each and every one of us. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, how we do thank and love you for all that you have done, are doing, and will do for us. Thank you for uh, my brothers and sisters, my sons and daughters in ministry. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the word that reminds us that we will respond in direct relationship to our understanding of who you are and how we have given ourselves over to you. It won't be a struggle. It may be hard, but it won't be a struggle. Father, we give ourselves to you freely, completely, without reservation or hesitation. Thank you, Father. Be with us, I pray in Christ's name. Amen.